Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and welcome to Small Biz Chat here on Small Biz Chat Live. It is our goal to help you succeed as your own boss, and we never fail to disappoint. So listen, now we're going to be switching gears a little bit and talking about traffic and how to turn your traffic into conversions to grow your small business. And we're going to be talking right now with digital strategist Sean McCool, and he is a terrific expert. But before we go to him, I just want to remind everybody, we are streaming live everywhere. We're streaming live on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Please give us a comment. Please share this broadcast. We want more people to get this information so they can take their business to the next level. And don't forget to check out the Small Fish Chat podcast. I now have all of these great interviews, other places where you can hear them on the internet. So don't forget to check us out. And I know we love our Twitter peeps. So special love out to my Twitter people. Love y'all for real. All right. Now, back to my guest. We are time it's time for us to talk about making big money with your website, which is why I invited my guest Sean McCool to join us here on Small Biz Chat Live. Sean is the founder of Sean McCool Consulting. He has more than 3 decades of experience creating sales and marketing campaigns that convert. He brings his award-winning sales and copywriting background into the corporate digital marketing arena. And he advises companies big and small on how to implement high-performing conversion-based digital marketing strategies and tactics. I dare any of you guys to say that 10 times fast. Anyway, Sean McCool, thank you so much for being here with us. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm I'm a little uh, nervous about following Vanessa. That's a that's a tough act to follow. So uh, yeah, I'll she's do my like best. Aaron Straight program, right? She's yeah, like budget. I'm telling you. She's yeah. like budget's not a bad B word, is it? Did you hear her? She's like yeah. Anyway, so I'm so- I'm hoping I'm hoping I can help people make money where she helps them keep and grow it, right? Exactly. You're All right. My theme here. You know, you figured out how I segmented you guys so that you would follow one one another, right? Let's do so, it. So, so t- let's talk about generating money online. Like, what is the best way to do that? Because that's what everybody's trying to figure out. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge question, right? How you generate money online? I mean, it's like you said, it's the question everybody wants to know. And there's so many facets to it. I think we could probably start breaking it down a little bit. So, I mean, really, there's only three ways there's only three components to any marketing campaign. So no matter, and it doesn't matter if it's online or offline, to be honest. So those three components are the copy. So that's, that's your marketing message, your offer. That's what you're trying to get people to do or take action on. And then the audience, that's where the traffic is coming from. So those are kind of the big three pieces. So we can dive into those individually if you want real quick. Absolutely. Hit it for me. Yes. All right. So, so let's start with copy because that may be a weird word to some people. So copy is simply the words you use in your marketing campaigns. I don't care if it's a sales presentation, a brochure, your website, anything you use, a podcast, like if your copy is kind of the words behind your marketing, right? And and the more structured it is, that's why we call it copywriting. It's just a it's just a word. But here I'm about to drop a bomb. You ready for this, Melinda? I'm ready. All right. We all, everybody, if we use the English language, we all all we get is 26 letters and 10 numbers to make our marketing statement right? 
Now, the magic is how we arrange those letters into words, into sentences, into paragraphs, into what we're talking about and what we're the offers we're making to people. So we've all got the same raw materials to work with. The question is, how are we going to use them to get to make people offers? And that's the second part of any campaign is the offer. So the offer is, what do you want your reader or viewer or listener to do next? Right. So my clients, I teach my clients to think of an offer as an invitation, like not some, you're not telling people what to do. You're inviting them into your world and you need to respect that because these are real people with real problems and you've got real solutions that can help them. So you want to, you want to honor that relationship. You want to pay respect to that relationship. So make it an invitation and not a telling them what to do. We all hate those kind of used car salesmen screaming at you to come down to their lot instead of inviting you into their world. And then the final piece of that is the audience. And this is, some people call it traffic. Some people call it the list, you know, if you're talking about an email list. But to me, it's just an audience. It's who are you, who are you broadcasting your message to in whatever format? And one thing you need to understand about the audience is your audience has built-in desires. You're never going to be able to create desire in your audience. What you have to do instead is you have to tap into the desire that they already have and make your your offer match the existing desire. So that's the big three parts of of uh, any marketing campaign. So those are the three components. Mm-hmm. But but writing copy that converts can really be a challenge for people. I know myself. I I write a blog for you. I'll write a book for you. But writing sales copy like a sales email is like. Yeah, I can't, I don't feel like I have those skills as a mere mortal. So can you tell us about like, if you're, if you're getting started writing some sales emails and stuff, what are some tips you can give people? Yeah. So one of my tips is always use templates or swipe files. Some people call them swipe files. Some people call them templates. Basically it's, it's starting with something. So you're not just staring at a blank page because that blank page, especially when you think you're supposed to be selling something. Also, like I said before, like when you, when you think of it as an invitation, instead of trying to get them to do something, it really takes a lot of pressure off. You know, it's like, hey, this is what we've got. If you like it, here it is. So first of all, just kind of think about being more, making it more of an invitation. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, then use templates, use swipe files. So imagine going to the gym and you go to the gym with a workout, like a planned out, here's what I'm going to do first, set one, set two, set three, this exercise, this many reps, things like that. That's not the whole workout, but it's it's the outline of the workout that you're going to be doing. You still got to put in the work. You still got to lift the weights and all that. Having a template or a swipe file is the same way. It gives you an outline to start with so that you know where you're going and you're not wasting a bunch of time staring at blank pages. So I've got three different types of templates that I like to give my clients that my clients like to work with. And I'd love to go through those with you. Sure, sure. Give us just the snippet, right? I need the clip yeah. version. Right. So... The first type is what I call a short story narrative. So think of a short story, a three-act play, something like that. An example might be, and I'll give you three quick bullet points on that. So this is a problem our clients have. We help them define it like this. We help them solve it like this. So if you just start with those three bullet points on your blank document, and then you start filling in, you'll have a pretty good email or sales, you know, piece of sales material that you could send out to people because you're you're just walking people through the process. So that's one. It's called I call it a short story narrative. Number two is what I call one of the three R's. Now Melita, you're you're world class at this. Like you're doing this all the time. And that is to reformat other content. 
So I know you like to take a lot of your stuff and then put it into a blog and, you know, add some stuff here and there, but you're basically just reformatting some other stuff. That's a great way to do it. And a lot of people are like, well, Sean, that's content. That's not sales. But I think my personal opinion and, and some of the direct response, like diehards would probably, you know, hang me out to dry for this. But I think content and sales copy are, are blurring every day. And I think the most effective sales copy is a lot more like content. And the best content is a lot more like sales copy. Like it's, it's really coming together because it needs to provide value. It needs to provide information, proof, a lot of different things. And then the, the final thing is what I call a persuasion map. Again, this is just a, it's kind of like if you had a map of the, if you're going on a hike and you, you wanted an overlay of the trail, it's not the trail itself, but it kind of gives you a, you know, you know which way to turn and about when to turn. So the persuasion map that I like to use that's stood the test of time is called PAS, Problem Agitate Solution. So you present the problem your prospect feels, that's the problem. Then you agitate that problem a little bit. You you kind of poke at the problem until they can really feel it, remind them of kind of what that feels like. And then you present your solution to that agitation. And if you do that well, they'll take whatever solution you've got. So you got to poke the pain a little bit. Got to poke it, yeah. Got to poke the bear. Right. You got to poke the pain and say, but wait, I can help. (laughs) Right. That's how you do it, right? Absolutely. Um, So listen, I want to ask you one more question before we go to break. What are some of the best ways to track conversion? Because I know, and what is a conversion, right? Because that's part of it too. You have to define what conversions even are. Yeah. So that's, that's a, Again, it's a big question. And, and as the as our online worlds and offline worlds and social media and websites and everything starts entangling, like these questions get deeper and deeper and bigger and bigger. But basically, I would say to me, a conversion is is anything where you can get your client to intentionally take the next step. Now, that might be just to comment on a blog post. That might be to, to retweet a Twitter tweet. That's that's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> You know, to comment on a Facebook post, to reply to an email, to click a link in an email. Like there's there's literally dozens and dozens of, of conversion actions. And you need to be clear about what you want to track. First of all, it's not always a sale. You know, sometimes you just need to move per- people further down the relationship so that a sale could be made later. It doesn't have to be made day one. So some of the tools that are available, and there's lots of tools, but for instance, there's, there's tools like... Uh, if you want to go high end, there's tools like Wicked Reports that can literally track your social media post, your YouTube channel, you, like just anything you want to dump in there. They can track all of that social organic engagement along with your sales engagement. And you can really get a good picture of over time where you you might think that a sales letter is doing all the work, but actually it's this little organic video you've got going over here. Okay. That is getting people interested enough to start reading your sales letter. So, so finding those types of tools are really good for tracking conversions. And sometimes you just need a, a, a very base, basic Excel spreadsheet to track your email and open rates and see, hey, that one's really not doing well in the follow-up sequence. I should probably change the subject line because nobody's opening that one, but they're opening the one before and after it. Got so it. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to do that. And it's just, it, it's really just kind of, Start thinking about common sense and then looking for good tools. All right. Well, I'm going to put a pin in that. When we come back, we're going to talk even more about this and about some sales funnels too. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and we will be right back. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I want to invite you to enter the Small Biz Chat Podcast giveaway contest for the next 30 days. Starting today, you'll have the chance to win amazing prizes if you subscribe to the podcast. All you need to do is take a screenshot after you've subscribed to the Small Biz Chat Podcast and tag me, Small Biz Lady, on Twitter or Instagram. Once a week, I'll select a winner and you have a chance to win one of my autographed books, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, or Fix Your Business, or you might even get a chance to win one of my limited edition Small Biz Chat Podcast t-shirts. Don't delay. Subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and we are live with my guest, Sean McCool. And he's talking to us about traffic and conversions and everything in between. So let's get right back to him. Sean, tell me about how do you develop irresistible headlines? That's like the hardest thing for me. I'll write a great article and I'll struggle with what to call it to get people to click on it to open it. Can you give us a little bit of tips on that? Yeah, I can, I can give you. A, so again, I go back to kind of swipe files and templates. I'll give you what I call my aisle nine secret. So the aisle nine secret is in most grocery stores now, there's a magazine aisle. And if you go down like physical magazines, remember those, they still exist. You know, they're not, they're not like Bigfoot. They actually do still exist. If you go down and look at the, the magazine covers, they'll have the blurbs on there. And you can look both in your industry and then outside your industry and those headline blurbs that are on the covers of magazines are, are written by some of the world's best copywriters. So you grab three, four, or five of those magazines, both in your niche and outside of your niche to get some ideas. So you might see one that says, you know, 13 ways to lose 50 pounds this summer. So what you do is you start thinking about based on your product or your service, what numbers would I need to change? What's the big goal that my clients want? And I start playing with that formula X ways to lose or to get X result with, you know, in Y time, you know, something like that. So you just kind of use those as, as starters. And again, it, it's just, it's so much easier when you have something to work with instead of trying to stare at a blank page and just like, just stare at it. So what I do is I have magazines, I actually subscribe to them and have them come to the house and I will read the magazines. But then what I'll do is every month I'll tear off the cover and I put them in a, in a file folder in a file cabinet. And I know that's old school. But then when I'm ready to write, I'll just lay a couple of them out. I'll look at them at the, on the desk and I'll kind of rearrange, pick some stuff. And voila, that's, that's a, as good a way as any to, to get the, a really good headline. I like that. I like that. Now, tell me about sales funnels. I know that, uh, you know, once you get this customer, once you get somebody to give you their email address, what should you be doing to sort of like nurture the relationship with them? Yeah. So that's a good, great question. So if it's a, if it's a sales funnel where you've given them something like an opt-in or a free report or something like that to get them to give you the email, then what I would encourage you to do is the first two, three, four, maybe up to five emails, depending on, on what kind of report they got or video they got, or maybe you sent them a podcast episode, is I would, in, I would help them consume that information. And then I would help them take action on that information so that they're actually getting value from the free thing that you gave them in exchange for the email. Then you've earned the right to sell them the next thing. But honestly, you don't have the right, in my opinion, to try to sell them something else if what they got didn't even really help them. Mm -hmm. And that, that could be on them and it could be on you. But as, as people who provide a service, whether that's a product or a service, we have a responsibility to our people to serve them. And part of service is making sure they take action 
even in spite of themselves sometimes. So the first thing I would do is try to get them to consume and walk them through whatever it is they signed up for. Got it. So now what if I want to hire a professional copywriter to to develop a sales phone for me and they do and then my sales funnel doesn't convert? Yeah. What kind of like is there a money back guarantee in your industry? Like what like what do I how do I how do I resolve this? Because I've actually had this experience in my own business several times. But I think sometimes there's 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 a lot of snake oil salesmen out here in every oh, industry. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to know what are the right questions and things you should be asking someone even before you engage them so that maybe, you know, I mean, certainly everything everybody writes doesn't convert, right? But how do you kind of test things a little bit better so that you don't get completely burn? Yeah. So first thing I would say, you know, from the copywriter side is that copywriting is a lot like anything else, sales, baseball, you're probably going to get one out of three to get a base hit and probably one out of five, maybe worse is going to be like a home run. Like it takes work to get these and it's investment just like any other, anything else. Now I'm not supposed to say that as a copywriter, I'm supposed to say that like everything, you know, is amazing. And we just put these fancy formulas together and boof, you're a $50 million company and all that. But that's not how, that's not how it works. Like it takes effort. So I think the number one thing is, is to find a copywriter that, that you can see some samples from that you have a good relationship with. They don't just take an order from you to write something. They ask you a lot of questions back. They push back a little bit and they want to, they, they really dig in and ask good questions about your product. Maybe questions that you've never thought to ask. That's a really good sign. If they can start tomorrow, that's probably not a good sign. Just like a, like a construct contractor, you know, construction contractor. You don't want the guy that can start tomorrow. There's right. a reason he can start tomorrow. <laughs> he doesn't have work. Um, most of the good copywriters will be booked out several weeks, if not several months in advance. Okay. And so just set really clear expectations. Ask the question, Hey, do you offer a money back guarantee? Most of them will not because it is a lot of work to write a, write a piece of sales copy, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can set expectations on what you would like to have happen. And if they agree or don't agree, then, you know, just set clear expectations like any other relationship. Okay. Okay. I think that's more than fair. All right, Sean, what is your favorite business app? Yeah, I'm going to go with Rev, R-E-V. It's a transcribing service. One thing that pe most people don't know about it is you can, the app on your phone, you can actually record an audio, like while you're driving, you got an idea or you're walking the dog. And then that can just immediately be transcribed. It's a great way to do quick blog posts, things like that. So Rev. I've used Rev before and I really, really like Rev. So that's actually a really good one. What is your favorite old school marketing tip? Wow. Old school marketing tip. Uh, old school. <laughs> man. I kind of gave away my best one with, with looking at the uh, magazine covers, but it's probably just, it's probably a swipe file. And to collect, like if you're flying on the on the plane and you got Sky Mall magazine, you see a good ad in there, rip it out. If you've got, or take a screenshot of it with your phone, you know, take a picture with your phone, save it in the notes. But that's just a swipe file is is by far the best thing you could be doing. I'm I'm a big fan of swipe files. I, I believe that success leaves clues everywhere. <laughs> so, yep. so rather than trying to figure it out, copy somebody else's great idea. That's for sure. Or should I say improve upon improve it, yes. great idea? <laughs> Share your favorite podcast. Oh man, is is it wrong if I plug my own? 
Uh, it's a little <laughs> painless, but I'll let you do it if you feel so compelled. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, persuasion by the pint. So we talk about marketing and influence and persuasion while having beer. So okay, so it's okay. it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's that's my shameless plug. Okay, persuasion by the pint. All right, all right. I think the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure while helping you succeed as your own boss. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. Until next time, remember this: you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.